You're listening to a Columbia Journalism Review podcast. On this episode, we're talking with Judith Matloff, an adjunct professor at the Columbia University Graduate School of Journalism who worked as a foreign correspondent for 20 years. In 2007, she wrote an article for CJR called Unspoken about the dangers female foreign correspondents sometimes face. Professor Matloff, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. So um, we're talking to you just a day after the news came out that CBS correspondent Lara Logan was um, beaten and assaulted in Egypt while covering the protests there. I guess my first question is, what was your immediate reaction to that news? Um, It was shock and it was sadness. I've known Lara since the early 90s, and as a both as somebody who knows her and also as a colleague, um, it's just, you know, these are one of the occupational hazards, unfortunately, of covering conflict, but it's the sort of thing you hope will never happen. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was, it was just most unfortunate that this occurred. Um, you wrote an article for CGR in 2007 called Unspoken. You wrote that female reporters are targets in lawless places where guns are common and punishments rare but that they often feel the need to be stoic and not complain about the harassment that they often face. Can you talk about why they might not want to complain? What are some of those reasons? Well, I think part of it is particularly at a time when foreign budgets have been cut and there are very few coveted jobs in terms of working abroad. Um, You don't want to seem like a whiner. You don't want to seem like a liability. You don't want your editors to think that you're not up for the job. And As it is, you know, it's been only fairly recently that you've seen as many women as you have covering this type of realm. I mean, when I started out doing it in the 90s, there were very few women doing it. And, you know, it's a a very macho um, terrain. And I I think women oftentimes don't want to show that they're weak. They want to Mm. show they're as tough as the guys. And they have a disadvantage here in that this, this is one vulnerability where people can get to them. And um, you don't want your bosses to think about that. I think that's one element. I think another element is that, um, you know, unlike in a domestic bureau, you don't see your your supervisors on a regular basis. You don't run into them in the lobby, in the elevator. You don't have the opportunity to have coffee with them. You probably see them at maximum once a year when you go home on home leave. So you don't have that easy rapport and trust that a colleague might develop with a with a supervisor if they serve them on a day-to-day basis. And that can also be an inhibiting factor that, you know, perhaps a a woman, um, you know, she may not know her supervisor that well. And this is, pretty, this is a pretty hideous, intimate thing to occur to somebody, and you're not probably going to want to talk about it with just anybody. So in light of that, what, what do you think of the decision by CBS and by Laura to go public with this news? I hope that all the wording and the timing was approved by Laura. I don't really know how the decision was made or the wording reached. I can only hope that she fully participated and that she wasn't in such a traumatized state that she couldn't make a, so that she wouldn't make a decision that she would later regret. Mm -hmm. Having said that, I think it's incredibly courageous of her to come forward. And um, I think she's done an enormous service to female colleagues by saying, look, there is no shame in this. I'm going to let you know this is what it's like. You know, she has demonstrated incredible bravery in her reporting and she's demonstrated equal bravery here in, in going public. So what kind of resources are out there for female correspondents, and um, what kind of safety tips would you recommend? You know, the thing is, if you're in a situation like Laura found herself, there's very little you can do. If a mob turns on a dime and decides to drag you away from your crew, there, you know, there's very little you can do in a situation mm-hmm. like that. You can't, 
you can't reason with unruly people who are hell-bent on creating havoc and a mob takes on its own its own momentum but but there are quite a lot of things that women can do before they go out into the field to either mentally prepare themselves for the worst case scenario or even take precautions and when I've shared some of these tips with um, very seasoned journalists they were unaware of some initiatives that they could have taken for instance who knew that there was such a thing as a doorknob alarm? It's an alarm you put on the door of your hotel room so if somebody tries to break in, which is when many sexual assaults take place, the screeching alarm uh, goes off. Um, it's something I include in the syllabus of my course on reporting, and I urge women to go forth in the field with this thing. Another thing is sometimes you can reason with assailants. You can tell them that you're pregnant or that you have AIDS or that you're, you're menstruating, and sometimes that's enough to turn somebody off. Um, if you can, it's helpful to soil yourself with urine or feces. Uh, many times that will discourage somebody from completing the act. Um, they'll want to just get away from you. Things like don't wear a necklace when you're entering a crowd. Don't wear your hair in a ponytail because people can grab them. If you're wearing trousers, wear a big belt. It slows down somebody who wants to take your trousers off. Little things like that can buy you time. And most women don't think about this or they don't know about it. And it would be really helpful if these 20-odd tips are all compiled and made public and required reading for any woman who's going out into the field. Absolutely. Well, hopefully this incredibly unfortunate event will be the occasion to talk about some of these really difficult things. Judith Matloff, adjunct professor at the Columbia Graduate School of Journalism, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. This has been a Columbia Journalism Review podcast produced by Lauren Kirchner. Theme music by Tim Hoyt. Visit CJR.org for fresh media criticism and behind-the-scenes stories every day and to subscribe to the prize-winning magazine now in its 50th year. The Columbia Journalism Review at CJR.org. Strong press, strong democracy.